0: Welcome back to What's Your Bliss. My name is Thomas Ragland. We are still part of the Anything But Credible Network. Uh, They're keeping us on for another week at least, so get all of your podcast needs there. I'm really excited to have uh, our conversation this week um, with uh, a partner from the Anything But Credible Network. Um, Let me introduce to you Kyle Fauché, host of the Going Off Topic podcast. Kyle, welcome, and What's Your Bliss?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm very excited to be here in one of the inaugural episodes. Uh, love the podcast so far. Big fan. Uh, my bliss is, we were talking, and sports memorabilia, but more specifically, bobbleheads, uh, which I feel like is a very interesting, maybe the weirdest one you've had so far. So like, <laughs> it'll, be, uh, it'll be an interesting conversation, but I'm very excited to be here. No,
0: I'm, I'm excited to have you. Um... You're one of my inspirations for starting this podcast. I've been on yours several times, um, and I I always have a blast. And uh, I came to you with the idea uh, first uh, out of anybody um, that, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, and you were uh, really supportive, so I I appreciate that very much. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Like you said, it's, it's a little different than the topics that we've had, but I think that's why I'm really loving doing these types of interviews with folks is to get a lot of those different types of things that are bringing people joy, which is really kind of the name of the game here. Um, yeah, we're going to talk uh, about, uh, as we do every week, we're going to talk about kind of your personal uh, history with that and how that started for you, as well as kind of societally, what, is, how, what does that look like? Uh, in my research, I was really expecting um, that bobbleheads have just been around forever and was really surprised by uh, the kind of varied history that they have. So I'm excited to, to get into that um you started by saying you know sports memorabilia uh in general as well as bobbleheads tell us a little bit about that what has that looked like for you in terms of collecting memorabilia has that just been from favorite teams has that been from all over the place i'm sure we're going to get into that especially as we get into the bobbleheads specifically but i'm curious how that started for you and you know what that what's that looked like for you in your life
1: yeah so i uh it grew up and still live in St. Louis. Um, my dad is a big sports nut, um, you know, mainly football and baseball and then a little hockey there here and there. Um, my mom also like loves, you know, loves going to Cardinals games. I've been going to Cardinals games since I was a kid. Actually, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago and I was like, I think last year during, you know, when the pandemic, I think that was like the first year in my 30 years on this earth that I've never gone to a Cardinals game. Wow. It was weird. Um, yeah, because, you know, whether my parents would take us to two or three a year or just one, we would always go. And then the past couple of years, um, my in-laws have been getting me for Christmas. They get me, you know, a, a, a pack of tickets, like a five-game pack for Christmas. And usually that has to deal with the bobblehead packs that they give out. Um, so, yeah, you, and then, you know, go to t- 10, 12 games a year on my own. So, you know, it, it's I, I'm a big fan. Um, my you know, baseball, basketball, football soccer recently hockey. I'm I'm a big blues guy, um, outside of, you know, I don't keep up with hockey outside of like the blues as much as some of the other sports, but yeah, memorabilia, just in general, I would love, you know, when I was a kid and even in high school, trying to go to the games early and get there for batting practice and go down to the lower level right by the field and try to get guys autographs and, you know, buying souvenirs at the game and eventually getting older, um, realizing that there were certain games where they would give away, you know, bobbleheads or they would give away, you know, a, a shirt or a, a, you know, a Jersey or something. So uh, going to games really became more of, you know, I love going to games. I love watching baseball. I love keeping score, all that stuff, but also became a thing where it's like, Oh, what are they giving away this weekend? You know, my dad would really like going to the games with me. So him and I would go or Ellen and I would go and we'd both get them. And then we'd give the, you know, we'd give the extra one to my dad or something. Um, so yeah, ever, like I said, ever since I was a kid, I can remember just going to games, being a fan, um, you know, Cardinals, Blues, Timberwolves in basketball, Chiefs in football, uh, Liverpool in soccer, but just any time of baseball or really baseball, football or, or basketball game is on, I'm, I'm going to be tuning those in and watching. So uh, yeah, it, it really just grew from going to the game with my parents to going to the game with my parents and, and getting a souvenir and then Just expand that out now i just have a collection of sports sports memorabilia that i'm trying to figure out something cool to do with so
0: i I, yeah that's uh i think that always ends up being kind of the next question right you collect all of these things and then you know for me uh, you know this about me but i I collect jerseys i i have a jersey from every nfl team and they sit in my closet which is fine that they're clothing i suppose they're supposed to but you know at some point it's yeah, what do you do? Do you, you want to display them? You also don't want to, you know, ha- have them in a place that could potentially be be harmed in some way. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of care and thought that goes into what's what's what is a proper display, what you know, how do you how do you kind of take care of that? Do you remember what your first bobblehead was?
1: So I was thinking about that and I don't know the first one that I got, but I would assume it's probably, you know, I went to a Cardinals game with my parents as a kid and they just so happened to be giving that, that away during the game and I took it home. I'm sure I still have it somewhere, whether it's at my parents or whether it's something I have here at, at our house. Um, but I would I would put a lot of money on it that it was something that we went to a game as a kid and, and they were giving away a, you know, Mark McGuire bobblehead or something like that. And I, I ended up with that. that. That would probably be my first one.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, looking back was, It's probably a really great one uh, to start with, especially if it was Mark McGuire um, during, especially uh, that, that summer, uh, (laughs) which was pretty crazy. Uh, Probably the first time uh, our city uh, in Denver, which is where I'm based, doesn't have the storied baseball history that St. Louis does. And I think that's, you're mentioning, you know, these, these different nights that specifically, it sounds like the Cardinals were throwing, but I've seen it at, specifically at baseball stadiums and predominantly I, I've seen it at some other things, some things like hockey, especially we used to have a minor league hockey team in Denver before we got the Avs and they had a ton of giveaways and things like that. But I really have seen that mostly in baseball. And it wasn't until I started taking much more of an interest in, in the Rockies specifically that I was like, oh yeah, they have like these Star Wars nights and these random you know, types of like like you said, these random giveaways sometimes, but also the bobbleheads and things like that. Uh, but I'm wondering if um, has it evolved then to uh, you know finding uh, <laughs> how do we, finding bobbleheads in the wild, so to speak, um, or or searching for specific ones um, through through resellers or or anything like that.
1: So I haven't necessarily gone like looking for them, but there is a website. Um, it is Foco, F-O-C-O dot uh, It's really just like a fan website um, that they, you know, they sell jerseys and hats and masks and all this stuff. Um, and they really have a lot of cool ones. That's like where I've really started buying, like, probably the last, like, five or six that I've gotten. I've gotten directly from there just because they do, you know, I'm all about going to, like, a Cardinals game, and it's like a Yadier Molina bobblehead, and he's batting, or he's, you know, throwing, a, throwing a, the ball from home plate. But this place has some really cool ones. I'm like I'm. I just have the website pulled up now, and there's one of Art, uh, Artemi Panarin of the Rangers, and it's him like skating, but also he plays you know plays for the New York Rangers. It's him skating, but in the background he's like standing on the Statue of Liberty, and the Statue of Liberty arm is behind him. Um, there's a lot of cool ones with you know every, anytime somebody wins a a championships like the Dodgers, they had a lot of really cool Dodgers ones that came out. Um, they're also going through every. NBA team right now and putting their city Jersey on the bobblehead. So they have like the city Jersey and then a cool, like this one is the one I'm looking at is Luca and It's, you know, it says just legacy of Dallas. Uh, this one is <laughs> your Donald Alvarez of the Astros. Uh, he's riding in some sort of, I don't know if maybe he pulled up to spring training in this car, but it's like a classic car and it's him, you know, there's a palm tree in the background. So I get it, it's a it's a bummer because now that I bought a couple from them, I get emails when they have new Sure. <laughs> which which is great because it's like oh these are awesome, but then it's also uh, not good for my wallet because yes, it's very interesting because they they're pretty expensive honestly, um, which when I tell people like when somebody asks me like oh how much is that I'm kind of like do I want to tell them the real price or mm-hmm. do I just want to tell them like you know ten dollars less, uh, because I I feel like it's something. And maybe maybe we're gonna talk about this, but I feel like it's something that most of these like, and they, these are like you have to pre-order, or and there's only a limited number of them. So I feel like somebody's really, whether they're handcrafting them or it's a machine that's putting them on there, somebody's taking the time, and it's like a limited edition of something. Um, but I've never really gone looking for like specific ones. I know there's a couple hmm. websites that do, you know, once they sell out, you can go. Like I've looked for Kevin Garnett ones because, like I said, hmm. I'm a Timberwolves fan, and I've found some cool ones of him. Um, there's also some really cool Instagram pages, which I didn't write down and I don't have my phone with me, but there's some cool pages that people just post their bobbleheads that they own. Uh, whenever I get a new one, I post it cause it's kind of cool, but there's also this, this guy that makes, you can like send him a, a custom one that you want made of somebody and he'll go in and customize it and make it for you. I don't, it's pretty cool, but, um, yeah, it's something that I never really, like I knew people liked them and they would go to Cardinals games or they'd go to blues games and all that stuff, but I didn't know there was like this whole I mean there's like a whole culture there's a community you know, yeah a whole community culture thing it's really cool and when i post pictures on instagram and tag certain things people will comment and like it and it's it's a really cool thing and when you get one of these that's like a pre-order and it's like one of 350 and you get that you know one of that number it's kind of cool to be like oh yeah i got this and it's some, it's a player that i like or whether it's something that's just like whether it's a player or just like oh this is a cool jersey that i really like um it's kind of a cool collector thing now whether, you know, some people there's I feel like there's a, a different there's two different sets of collectors. Some people collect them to resell and some people just collect to collect. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely on the side of just collecting to collect and who knows, yeah, you know, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, when I have kids and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is you know, this is something that I bought and they take it and they resell it. That's on that no, they can do whatever they want with it. But sure I like to uh I just like to collect them and then you know, show them to people and, and kind of be like yeah this is something you know this is something cool and whenever i do show it to people they they, they think it's pretty cool too so whether, whether they're just uh they're just doing it because i spent 40 or 50 dollars on this or they're like that's actually really cool it, it I, I like showing them off so
0: yeah uh i talked uh, most recently my most recent episode we talked about like that validation even if you're just seeking like something for your own purposes, right? Like this is something you're doing for yourself because you enjoy it. It's still nice to get that validation, right? Yeah, Even if, yeah. regardless of where it's coming from, of like, oh, that's that's awesome. Like that 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 still feels good. So I, I definitely I definitely can feel that. So you mentioned not necessarily having a. a a set like display or, or anything like that right now? What, what are, what are they doing right now? Are they, are they sitting on a table? Or are they sitting in a case? What are, what do we got? What are we working with right now?
1: Yeah, so right now they are sitting in um, kind of an old school like TV display. If you think uh, of like a, a big TV thing and they had the, dr- the the cabinet doors that open and you put a TV mm-hmm. in the bed and then in the, down at the bottom you have cabinets that open up and you'd put like your DVD player and stuff down there. So right now, actually all of my, my sports memorabilia, you know, autographs and all this other stuff that I've collected and bobbleheads are just sitting in there right now. Um, I'm definitely, you know, I have quite a few of them. So I need to figure out some way to actually put them in like a glass display or, you know, I've thought of one of my cousins when I was younger, he used to collect shot glasses, which was something that I did when I was a kid too. And in his room a, like just, you know, a foot down from the, ceiling, he had like a whole like shelf that went around and he put all of his, all the shot glasses on there and it was cool because you could see them all. So I'm still working on coming up with some sort of display, but yeah, right now they're just sitting in, um, sitting in a, a little old school TV cabinet right now. So no,
0: I think that's great though. I mean, it, it's definitely, it's still a place for them to be decently displayed. It sounds like it's, it's still, it's a place where they're decently protected too. So yeah. you're not, you're not going to accidentally, you know, break one or, or knock it down or something like that do you have a favorite or, or a favorite memory associated with, with one that you received or, or both? Are are those things different? I mean, I I think they can be so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's quite a few, um, you know, you, you asked me for my favorite I wrote down four just favorite ones that I've bought. Um, but thinking of like a favorite moment of one that I've gotten, is a good, you know, that's a good question. And the first thing that comes to my mind is recent, you know, the past last year, but the years before that, um, just, you know, looking at the schedule and and kind of being like, oh, here's a, you know, opening weekend. They have a, you know, the Cardinals, they drive the Mustangs around the, around the field with all the old players. And they were doing like a mystery bobblehead giveaway and you would get one of four. So, you know, I talked to my dad and we both, we both went. And then there's been a couple other times where, you know, there's been a cool giveaway and him and I have gone together. So, and you, you know, we go and we get the bobblehead and we always I think Bush Stadium holds like forty two thousand or forty five thousand people, and like the first thirty thousand people get the giveaway. So we go like, and gates open two hours before. We always get there like two and a half hours before because we're worried, (laughs) even though damn near everybody in the stadium gets one. Um, So I I think the you know maybe it's not a bobblehead, but just a moment of going to the game and getting there early and staying in line with him, and then walking around the stadium, and then you know going to sit in our seats and hanging out and having having a beer or two and just sitting there watching the game and then, you know, going when I go over to their house and he has all you know, the bobbleheads that we've gone to the games together and, and he's showing those off. Um, I would say those moments are, are some of the best ones when, when he has those, but some of the, uh, just the, the personal favorites that i found. And a lot of these are from that, uh, FOCO website. You know, I, I, I got, got sucked suckered in with the emails. Um, <laughs> I got I got four of them here that w- that we'll run through real quick. The first one I think this is my most recent one is an Allen Iverson um, bobblehead, and it is the so on the the background is the Slam cover Slam basketball cover that he was on, and then standing in front of that is the actual bobblehead. So he's got, you know, the the afro, he's got the old school Philadelphia 76ers jersey, and A- Allen Iverson is is. I mean, arguably, he's definitely top five. Maybe like my second favorite player of all time. So yeah. when I saw that one, I, I was like, I gotta get that. That one's amazing. Um, my next one is me and my dad used to always watch like old school wrestling together, like WWF mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And this one, uh, they came out with like some with some old school wrestlers, and I got a a Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, he's wearing like the the all green cowboy suit, and it's I mean that one's great too. Um, uh, I'll send you some pictures. So when we post the episode, you can, you can have them and they're all, on, be my, great. all on the Instagram yeah. page too. So you can check those out. Uh, the last two, um, this one is for the chiefs. Me Cole Hardman last year, mm-hmm. dressed up when he would walk in uh, the stadium, he would have like a, a different dress up. Like one of them, he was dressed as like Elo uh, cool J one of them. He was like in a uh, pajamas and the one that I got, <laughs> he was dressed up as uh, like an air force pilot. So it's it's him and he's got the full air force pilot on and uh that so that one's cool I like that one. And the last one that I that is uh is is pretty is 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 nice. And I think this one came out actually when the last dance was going. Uh it's Dennis Rodman. Uh he's got the crazy hair. He's going up for a rebound and then on the three corners is the 3 NBA championships that he won. Oh, so the, nice. the Larry O'Brien trophy is is on the corners. So those are probably my four favorite ones. I have so many Cardinals ones and they and they're usually, you know, you go to a game and they're usually just like just pretty basic ones of somebody batting. Those are cool too, but I really like the ones where they add some sort of flair or add something that has to do with like the player or the city that they play in or something that they wear. Those are some of my favorite ones.
0: Do those for the Cardinals specifically, are those happening specifically on things like opening day or, or, very specific nights uh do they have like hey you know that you're going to get something you know you mentioned that that one of the times you went there was kind of this mystery box you you don't know exactly what you're going to get but in general do you know ahead of time like hey we're going to we're going to go and we're going to get yadi molina or 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 is it still like hey you show up and it's like oh guess what it's <laughs> you know, they spring it on you they drop it from from a blimp right i know that's not what's happening but uh, i'm curious like how that especially when you're comparing kind of like Um, I I hesitate to even say run of the mill because really you were talking before about FOCO and like having these limited, like one out of 350, but you're also talking about, you know, going to the stadium. And even if everybody got one, one out of 42,000 really isn't that many either. Right. And so there, there is something to be said for like, again, that community piece of that, but I'm curious, like in general, yeah, if you're going to a Cardinals game, do you know ahead of time, Hey, this is going to be one of those days where I'm going to get something special.
1: Yeah. So they release um, usually at the end of the, at the beginning of the year, they release like a promotional schedule. And when that comes out, I usually always go to that. And I'm like, you know, I look through and see what bobbleheads are given away, what days. And uh, usually it's weekends. Cause those games, you know, they get more people that go obviously. So usually you'll know like, Hey, on May 15th, they're doing a Yadier Molina bobblehead on May know 30th they're doing a paul goldschmidt bobblehead and they give you they usually give you like a picture of an example of what it's going to look like okay um but they have recently started doing like like i said on opening weekend they did like a you know a, a, a mystery hall of famer and it was like one of four people that you got they also did one i guess it was two years now they did carlos martinez um every like fourth or fifth game he would do something crazy with his hair like at one point he had like a, a purple kind of afro and then one time he had like <laughs> Some blue dreadlocks and all this crazy stuff. So they actually did four random Carlos Martinez, and they all had different hair. Um, one one time that they gave those away, but typically, yeah, it's just a uh, it's just you know somebody pitching or somebody batting. Um, one of the cooler ones that you know not to not to keep talking about the Cardinals, but one of the cooler ones that they did a couple of years ago. Yeah, so not to uh you know keep talking about the Cardinals, but they did. I think it was two years ago now. They did a pretty cool one where. I think it was really close to the anniversary of Roberto Clemente's death and him and, you know, Yachty or Molina being from the same country, they had a cool one where Yachty was carrying the flag and then Roberto Clemente was, like, standing behind him in a Pittsburgh Pirates uniform, and that, that one was cool. But usually, you know, typically it's just, like, you know, Yachty in his catcher stance or Adam Wainwright pitching. you know, And those, once I see those, I'm kind of like, ah, I kind of have that, I don't need to go back. But if it's, if it's like, a cool you know, out one, I might get tickets to the game, you know, usually sure. you get fairly cheap tickets. Then you go and you get a bobblehead and still get to hang out for the game. So yeah, it's always a good time yeah. to go to the ballpark for me. That's awesome.
0: Have there been any, either through the Cardinals or on FOCO that you're, that, that you missed out on for whatever reason? And you're like, ah, I really wish that I would have gone there or I, I, you know, wish I would have gone to that game or, or something like that. Have, has that happened for you yet?
1: Um, not necessarily through Foco because usually when I get the email and if it's one that I really want, I know there's like a limited supply, so I try to because they do like a pre-order, um, and like you know I'm looking at this one right now. It's like Jimmy Butler and it says pre-order and it it probably won't. It'll say like let's see, it ships no later than August. Um, uh, so they like do like a, a pretty long runway and then usually it actually ships sooner than that. They just put that on there I think to be safe. But so you know usually if it's through Foco, I'm, I'm pretty on top of them, um. But yeah, I, I there's probably a couple Cardinals ones that you know when I mentioned that Carlos Martinez one, I was really hoping to find like somebody that was reselling the other three because I was like, oh, this yeah. would, this would be cool to have like all four of them together. Um, because you know I was like, oh, I could just buy like three extra cheap tickets and then just go in and out. But I'm not guaranteed to get those other three. Like I could go to three different gates and get three different bobbleheads. It's not necessarily you know I'm not at the same ones. But I can't necessarily think of any anything that I've missed out on necessarily. Um, nothing really comes to mind for that. Okay. Yeah. But I know there's there's for sure some out there. When I was you know down in college and they had a cool one, or just wasn't able to get to the game and I missed sure. out. So yeah.
0: How did? Because I I also know that you um, you spent time uh, obviously uh, in in college um, living you know in in springfield where we both went um and uh you also spent some time in chicago um were those times where you weren't able to collect i, I don't know if you were on foco then if that if, if it even existed then but were those times where you just uh it, it just felt like it was more on pause
1: yeah for sure i i actually just um foco is probably something that i just learned about like in the past year i think i was okay. just looking at like i don't even know if it was bobbleheads or if i was just looking at like you know, cause they have a bunch of stuff, jerseys and, and shirts. And I was, went on the website and then I was like, Oh, they have collectibles and I've ever, ever since then I got sucked in the rabbit hole, but yeah, living in uh, you know, when, when we were in Springfield um, even the Springfield Cardinals did some giveaways and we tried mm-hmm. to go to games, but yeah, it definitely took it. Um, And, you know, moving to Chicago, we went to a couple Cubs games, but I'm trying to think, I don't even, I don't think we went to any giveaway nights actually. It was, it was just more difficult to get the games up there you know sure kind of a different time of our life and going traveling and, and you know going to games a little was a little more difficult but yeah so it definitely took a hit but if there was a you know a cards game i know there's a couple of times where i was like you know a really cool cards giveaway and i would text my mom and see if maybe her and my dad would want to go to the game or her and my sister would go and just whether they wanted to stay at the game or just go and get the bobblehead um they, they would help out when they could but yeah it was it definitely took a hit but trust me it has definitely picked up since we've moved (laughs) i'm
0: sure I, i i can imagine i feel like in general when you move back to um either a back home back to your hometown and or back to the place where you're most invested in that city like in general those types of things just tend to happen right i when i was in springfield i went to one springfield cardinals game They were super cheap. I should have gone all the time. (laughs) And it was really fun. It was awesome. I I really enjoyed going. But yeah, it wasn't something where anytime. I've also mostly only lived in places where there's been um, minor league teams. Um, When I was in Reno, they had the Aces and Mm. Um, I think I went, I can't, I feel like I went to one game, but I can't even remember. Honestly, that whole year in Reno is a blur anyway. That's another story for another podcast, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I think, um, but you know, since being back here, I, you know, I've been to several Broncos games, a ton of Rockies games for sure. Um, also the Az, also the nuggets, like it just feels a, I'm more invested and B, like it, it there is that home feeling as well.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, that's probably you know something that I I do because you know I keep up with other sports and I keep up with um you know in, in a couple of weeks I'm going out to Kansas City and going to a game on a Friday night um, I actually haven't checked to see if there's a giveaway that night so I'm gonna have to check on that um, but yeah I would definitely like you said baseball there's a giveaway I think every single night hockey it's you know there's I guess 41 home games and I feel like maybe there's 12 or 15 giveaways mm. I, I I would be interested to learn why more places don't do giveaways and don't, yeah bobblehead specifically like because i feel like you know they don't have problems selling out anyway but those those giveaway nights are i mean they're i would imagine they get they sell out crazy because people love getting that stuff and whether they keep it or sell it um yeah i need to start kind of expanding my my bobblehead collection for sure because there's a lot of players that i really like in sports now and even really like um you know some old school players and all that Mm -hmm. stuff so i need to need to expand out of the cardinals atmosphere a little
0: well, I think it's interesting though because the four that you mentioned had were not a were not Cardinals and B were not baseball, and I was I was actually very surprised uh, by that. But um, also knowing you, they all four also make sense. So <laughs> I think that it's it's just fine. But yeah, I was I was actually uh, mildly surprised by that. But I also think like that does speak to potentially the the idea of the rarity with some of that. Right, you're not going to come across that Iverson with the, with the slam magazine cover, like that's, that's not going to be on giveaway night at at the Cardinal stadium, right? Like, it's just, it's just not. uh, So yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Um, I had a question and I lost it. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh, I I wanted to ask, this is uh, a bit random and a bit kind of slightly off of the bobblehead conversation, but it, it, I'm always fascinated by this growing up in, in Colorado. um, I mentioned that prior to, what, 94, 95, we, did, we had a minor league hockey team. We didn't have um, the Avs, but I was also six years old. Um, before, you know, 93, we didn't have a baseball team, right? And so we we don't have, like, the history necessarily with, with those two. We've had the, the Nuggets since before I was born. They were part of the ABA as well, um, and the Broncos certainly since, uh, you know, since the AFL but I, I'm always curious for me, sports fandom, and I've had some periods where I've certainly dabbled with other teams, either being my favorite or maybe a one, a one B situation. But I'm curious as someone who grew up in a town where there is not where they're at the time. Um, well, I guess when you were born, you also didn't have a football team and then got one very quickly. Um, and then they left and, we don't need to talk about that, um, but but I'm curious, basketball specifically, um, for you, how how you found the Timberwolves um, and how they ended up being your team. I feel like everyone I've spoken to um, in St. Louis who cares about basketball has a different team. Like like there's not a consensus where it's like, yeah, we're all going to kind of float. And I say that specifically because when I was in Reno, it was like, you're either a 49ers fan, a Raiders fan, or a Broncos fan. Like those were like the only, like for football, that was really where you were going there wasn't like a ton of people that were like yep i'm a dolphins fan um you know and things like that but i'm curious because like i said everyone i've met in st louis uh, where i've talked basketball i've met a lot of people that i didn't but everyone i've talked basketball with it seems like it's something new so i'm curious um how the timberwolves came to be for you
1: yeah so um my dad is not a big nba guy actually i mean i would say he's not an nba fan at all so growing up we watched a lot of a lot of college basketball and he's a you know a big michigan state fan and um, you used to be a big Syracuse fan, so I'm a big Syracuse college guy and I like Michigan State, even though I you know, I was talking to uh Dugan, you know, like we, you know, friend of the pod and uh ABC pod. So he, you know, college basketball recently has really taken a backseat to the NBA. Hmm. And even somebody asked me a couple of days ago like what my favorite sport was. And I I really had to sit back and think because it used to just be automatically baseball. And it still I think is. But basketball is definitely creeping up higher. It's definitely past hockey. And even football, like I keep up with it in the offseason. I keep up with the draft and I keep up with all that stuff. But it's even like in when baseball when basketball is going on, like basketball is more I would definitely put it above football, but then when football Mm -hmm. comes back, football goes into spot in the number two spot. So um but to answer your question, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, a lot of people my uncle was used to live in Chicago, so We kind of watched the Bulls here and there, but I really was a Timberwolves fan just solely based off Kevin Garnett. Yeah. He was with the Timberwolves and I was, you know, growing up, you know, fairly young and impressionable and just watching him play and just the, the way that that guy played and every single game he went out there and, you know, put it all on the court. Like he didn't, he would just fight teammates. He would fight anybody. He didn't care if they were, and they were, I mean, they're a miserable franchise. Like, look up the Timberwolves <laughs> record. The Timberwolves are an absolute miserable franchise. Like, it's not a gleeful experience to be a fan. But uh, I stuck with them all this time. I'm not going to give up yet. Eventually, it's going to pay off. And, you know, they had Kevin Garnett. They had Sam Cassell. They had Wally Serbiak. They had, you know, uh, probably not a great role model or person to be around, but Latrell Spreewell. <laughs> and, I mean, all of those guys, they were just, there is one picture that's like, Legitimately, probably one of my all-time favorite pictures that someone has ever taken that I need to get framed and find somewhere. But it's this picture of young Kevin Garnett, young Sam Cassell, and young Latrell Sprewell. A- assuming they're in Vegas at some poker table, and they are just all like, have the craziest looks on their faces, the the 90s clothes. So those guys I grew up with, and then now it's like, you know, I love Carl Anthony Towns, love Anthony Edwards, He's he's looking great for us, but... Yeah, it it all stems back to, to Kevin Garnett, which is, I mean, I guess I could blame him in a lot of ways because I haven't had had much, haven't had much joy um, <laughs> cheering them on. But I mean, uh, it's 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 fun, you know. I like I like watching them. They have they have they always have cool jerseys, which is nice, so I can always buy new jerseys and expand my collection that way. But the winning has not has not uh has not been kind.
0: As someone who grew up a Nuggets fan, still <laughs> a Nuggets fan, I I could certainly understand. I mean, we've had a. a a better run of it lately but it's uh you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop unfortunately <laughs> uh, i'm sure dugan will say that as well yeah. uh but yeah it's it's uh, that that's that's really interesting and i think that's i have also found that a lot of people who gravitate towards teams for one reason or another it it often does come down to personality like this like very specific person or very you know group of players or whatever you're listing off the names of those late 90s or early 2000s timberwolves and all i could think was they really were i mean say what you will about how the nba has changed and, and all of those types of things but when you when you think of like the personality i think you you made a joke about Screewell, but i think it's apt like if you think about the personality of them, they really were kind of a reincarnation of the bad boys um, of the Detroit Pistons, um, not nearly as successful, certainly, but, and and um, probably still would have gotten beat up by them. <laughs> but I think in terms of of the time that they were playing, like, I think that they, you knew that you were going to get a fight, um, meaning that like, like, like a strong defensive struggle, not a physical fight. We're not talking Ron or Test here, <laughs> but you are, you know, you knew that it was going to be a, a battle. And I think that that type of, i mean that type of play in general i think for me like like yeah i'm all for it so um yeah i think that's uh, that's that's a really interesting one for me um so i want to talk a little bit about kind of sports and and bobbleheads and, and really the history uh, of bobbleheads I, I found some really uh, odd stuff but the thing that i that i really leaned on there's actually a bobblehead hall of fame um National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. I, I apologize for uh, butchering that. Um, and they talk about the history of of bobbles. And um, really, it started, it looks like in the 1760s, uh, there were um, figures that have been documented in England. Um, it looks like those were specifically uh, Chinese in origin. Um, but you can see some in like paintings. Um, there's a a portrait depicting Queen Charlotte in her dressing room at Buckingham Palace and it shows two figures in the background you can see that they're kind of they definitely don't have the exact same look as as we think of bobbleheads but you can see that they um, are a figurine on a they look like they might have some movement they're certainly like ceramic style uh, but um, you look then later in the 1800s we see bobblehead dolls kind of being referenced in Russia. But when we look, what we think about, especially this correlation to sports, the first uh, paper mache, ceramic, generic type of bobblehead really it comes in 1960. There were five bobbleheads um, made. Uh, I'm sorry, four bobbleheads uh, made at the time, and they were basically the first non mascot bobbleheads. And it was uh, Roberto Clemente, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, and Willie Mays, which you think about 1960 makes perfect sense um but i thought it was fascinating it said the uniforms were all different but they all shared the same face which again i guess if you're mass producing things especially in that time makes sense but uh those four players do not look the same Uh, (laughs) so uh, i i found that interesting um later into the 60s you're looking at things like uh the beatles bobblehead became really popular um they similarly kind of have the same face. Um, But then you start seeing those gold base, uh, baseball bobbleheads in the late 60s, early 70s. And that's when you start seeing collecting happening. Um, So those collections kind of start happening. Before I go into kind of, um, you know, where it's kind of turned in the last, you know, 20, 30 years or so, you mentioned kind of your first foray into collecting. And it sounds like that had a very, that had roots in kind of going to those games with your family and going specifically with your father did your father have any collection going before that or or anyone else in your family
1: um no not not that you know now that i'm thinking about it i, I don't think he we really had anything like you know sports memorabilia like maybe some autographs here and there that he that he got from somebody but no i mean i'm trying to think of all the bobbles that, that he has at his house and see there ones that we've gone to games together or like we've like, we bought him for Christmas a couple of years ago. He's a big rush fan and we bought him like they had Rush bobbleheads of the whole band and nice. they were, they're pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm trying, all, all the ones that I'm picturing right now are just ones that we've gone to games together or we bought them. So no, I don't think really anybody had. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think that's, um, I, I guess I kind of took for granted when we when you taught, when you brought this to me as, as your topic, I kind of, and thinking about the history, I just imagined, oh, yeah, those have just always been around. Like, I've remembered them for as long as I can remember, right? But then when when I was really doing this research, especially with the National Bobblehead, you know, to think about really they only came in kind of in the 70s and really collecting didn't start happening until like mid-70s. I, which makes sense. And we are kind of in a collecting culture. We're talking about things like lunch boxes and stuff like that really started to take shape too, right? Um, but I, I was really surprised by that. Um, and then the nineties you see kind of the different um, kind of style uh, move into much more of like the plastic and and less of like the, the true ceramic. Uh, and then you start to see again, like once, um, kind of around that same time period, kind of that 99, 98 uh, time period, you really start to see them making a comeback. Um, the San Francisco Giants had a, had one of the first promotions um, kind of back and they offered a Willie Mays bobblehead to the first 20,000 visitors um, to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Candlestick. And it sounds like that's really where things started kind of taking off again. Um, and I think it what, it what I can tell it's, it's really been, pretty consistent ever since um, there was uh, there have been some Guinness Book of World Records uh, attempted for uh, tallest and biggest bobbleheads. Um, so it's, which is really bizarre. Um, Conan O'Brien had a 17 foot bobblehead of himself uh, in Chicago, um, in the early t- uh, 2010s. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's really interesting, the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, I was surprised at a that they existed and b that they've existed since 2014. Um, yeah, I, I don't know any of those random facts strike you as a as a bobblehead fanatic
1: yeah i i've i mean to be totally honest with you all of it i've i've never actually gone back and looked at the history so it's very interesting to kind of hear some of those things and hear that you know o- overseas and then it made its way here and then we, we you know of course we, we kind of took it and made our own thing and and did it that way um but yeah it's it's very interesting because I guess again two years ago when we went to the Cardinals game. They had a giant, or they have still at the stadium, a giant like Yadier Molina bobblehead. It's like six feet tall, and yeah. you know you can get your picture taken with it. And then actually on Foco again, they have a, you know every randomly I don't know like what the deal is, but they sell giant like three foot tall bobbleheads. Like the one I'm looking at wow. now is they made uh, a Joe Kelly Los Angeles Dodgers 2020 World Series championship him with the pouty face, uh, <laughs> a three foot tall bobblehead that costs $1,400 and it's sold out. So, um, yeah, they make giant ones, but 17 feet for Conan O'Brien, I, I guess, you know, the more you hear about that one, it just, it just kind of makes sense.
0: Well, he's already 12 feet tall. So I think, uh, you know, just adding the, the extra the extra five is probably not too too crazy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was really shocked by a lot of the things that I found on there. Um, and apparently, um, they do have a physical space uh, open, it opened the actual physical space opened in 2019. It is in Milwaukee um, at 170 South First Street. Uh, so if you are in the Milwaukee area, I suggest you walk on over and and go see the uh, like everything in Milwaukee is walking distance. What am I talking about? But uh, if you're if you're in the area, uh, you know definitely check out the uh, the uh, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. There, um, 6,500 unique bobbleheads um, in that place. So um, they uh, they have a few more than you, not too many more, but a few more, uh, <laughs> and 500. Uh, available for purchase. So that's really, really interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that that was uh, that was really cool. I wanted to um, really hone in on the bobblehead piece, because I think it's something that you'll know, for me as as a collector of Mostly wearable memorabilia. Um, I have some other things. I actually do have. A, I think I have one bobblehead, and it's John Elway's Hall of Fame bobblehead. Um, and my uncle got it for me one year for for Christmas, I think. But it's. Um, I think it's the only bobblehead I have, and I've taken it with me. Like it, it, like goes with me to work. It's like it's like one of my little work, you know, chatchkeys that that sit there. So, um, but as someone who mostly dabbles in wearable memorabilia, it's it's always interesting to me when people don't collect something that you you know just have on your person or or you know kind of are able like let me phrase it this way like i can take my jerseys or my hats to the game right you're not going to take your bobblehead like maybe maybe you are but i doubt you're going to like take it and be like hey especially a baseball game where you are trying to catch a ball and uh you know breaks your bobblehead but yeah so I, i thought that was a really really interesting really cool but i am curious what um what other types of of memorabilia jump out at you typically um, is there something or is it just kind of like hey anything that strikes me I'm going to I'm going to snatch that up
1: yeah so I think the the whole like sports memorabilia and collectible thing started when I was a kid um, as I'm sure a lot of people my age and our age and younger, or maybe even older. I don't. It's probably. I don't. I think it actually is making a comeback now. I know for sure, but yeah. just like sport, like just cards in general. Like I would. I love baseball yeah. cards, and um, I was actually looking in my the cabinet a couple of days ago, and I found like a bunch of like four binders of old cards that I collected. Now none of them are worth anything because I would just buy like the packs at Target in one pack at a time, and I was just. But it was funny just to look back and look at all those old players that are you know not playing anymore, or guys that were like, oh this guy was gonna be great, and actually didn't make it. Um hmm. So yeah, cards used to be a big thing for me. And then I also love, you know, anytime I could go to, you know, there's there's a couple like card shops or memorabilia shops that are around that have every once in a while they have like a, a Cardinals player or somebody come in and sign sign stuff. So um, you know, I've I've done a Willie McGee signing, I've done Colton Wong, um, and it, you know, anytime you can pay like, hey, 45 bucks, and you actually have to go and kind of meet the person and say, like, you know hey, nice to meet you. And they, you see them and watch them sign your, your whatever and um, all that stuff. That's always really cool to me for for whatever reason. And, you know, if I see like a cool, if I'm walking around a shop and I see a cool autograph for somebody that I really like, you know, I might buy it, but actually going and meeting the person is something that I really like. Um, a couple of years ago, I did a, I was watching Timberwolves game and all of a sudden they were like, oh, we're doing a, a random, you know, $50 charity auction. And you can, you know, you donate, you buy something and we'll actually mail you a random, a random piece of, uh, so I got like a mini basketball. It was signed by ah. Jarrett Culver. And, you know, it's like a random just piece of memorabilia that was signed by a player. You know, they yeah. were like, you could shoes, you could get a Jersey, you could get a mini ball. And it was like, yeah, for 50 bucks and the money goes to charity and you know, it's something cool. It was like, yeah. So I got that ball. Um, but yeah, mainly like bobbleheads and, um, like autograph stuff. I, you know, I'm starting to try to do more jerseys too, because I just love. There's so many cool jerseys out there, like you said, you're, you're a jersey guy. Um, But it's, I don't know if it's just a St. Louis thing or if it's everywhere. But if I wear like a, a jersey that's not a St. Louis thing, and I like go out, I just feel like people are staring at me. And if I walk mm-hmm. across the wrong person, like somebody's gonna say something. And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you know, like I'm just wearing it. Cause it's a cool jersey. Like I don't, I love the Cardinals. Like i yeah. I'll wear my Cardinal set with this weird jersey if you want, but. Uh, yeah, and there's so many like just teams. I, Dugan and I talk about this all the time. Where we love new jerseys. Anytime a team like NBA has really gone all out for jerseys, and we wish they would do more. And just every year teams would get new jerseys because there's so many cool ones. But yeah, yeah, definitely bobblehead, but slowly growing into to jerseys too.
0: Let me ask about the Jerseys thing, um, not just being a, a Jersey fan, but but one one of the things you just said brought like two thoughts to mind for me. Um, this idea of, hey, if I'm out and I wear something, right? And and Denver, especially Denver proper, has become such a transplant city that I think it's not uncommon to see, you know, people who have and growing up, it was like everyone who wanted to be Cool, quote unquote, or really against the norm, or like Raiders fans. So it was not uncommon, like in school, to see like Raiders jerseys and Raiders stuff all the time. Um, There's also a cultural element to that, you know. um, So I I don't want to take away from that as well. But the I'm curious about that idea of, especially. So if you were to wear, um, you you've gotten some amazing finds (laughs) recently. Usually share them with me, uh, even before sometimes you post them. Um, But if you were to wear like you know, a basketball jersey, does that, I, I mean, I, I certainly can imagine if you're walking around in a Cubs jersey, you're walking around in a Rizzo jersey, um, that's probably going to get you some some flack. But I'm curious, like, do you see the same type of thing for like, um, for, for uh, basketball specifically, but football, um, I, I imagine you'd probably get some flack if you wore, you know, a, a Red Wings jersey <laughs> or something like that. But I, I'm curious if like basketball and football would elicit some of those same concerns.
1: Uh so so yeah, probably, you know, probably not just because we don't have like a local team. Like you said, I've seen people walk around and in, in a ton of different jerseys for basketball. Um football, it's mainly um mainly Chiefs and Rams now. Some people still still support the Rams even after they left, which is fine. That's their that's their thing. But um definitely Rams and Chiefs. But the way I look at it, like, you know, I'm a of course I'm a diehard blues guy, diehard Cardinals guy, but if I'm buying a jersey like for it's really not even the team. I just really like the player or right. really like the look of the Jersey, like the Anaheim ducks, their retro, like reverse retro. jersey, oh, So in. awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely. Incredible. Like I've, there's been so many times where I've had that Jersey, like in my cart, just blank on the back. Cause I don't know what, I can't name a single Ducks player. Like I know, Ryan <laughs> I can't gets left, used to play there. I'm not sure if it's still there or not, but <laughs> uh, I, I'm honestly, that that's probably maybe my next purchase is just a blank Anaheim Ducks retro reverse Jersey, because it's so cool. But yeah, usually basketball and, and football people really don't say anything, um, and it's it's really only I mean, I I, I tend to like you know like the, like the Kevin Garnett fan. I tend to like more players that are kind of flamboyant and yeah, outspoken. So like I was I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. So I had a Nats jersey for Harper, and you know there's been times where and I don't even think it's people like like actually wanting to say something. They're just sure joke and saying something funny, but. Um, yeah. So usually, cause like, I like those guys and some, you know, since baseball fans, some of them are like old people and don't want to have fun in the game. Yeah, I like those guys. Um, so i like to say something about that, but yeah, basketball and football, usually not, not too many, not too many looks or, or, or thoughts. Sure.
0: And, and that's what I would have imagined. But I was, you know, I, I was curious, especially like I, I could even see like some holdovers from football, but because of the way the Rams left, I know that that's, that's also a sore spot with a lot of people, um, which I, I don't blame you and, uh, you know Kronky also runs the Abs and the Nuggets, so we get it. Uh, <laughs> we totally get it. Um, but yeah, that's that. That I, I appreciate you say that. The other question that that brought up for me is is one that I think that maybe there'll be some Denver fans that. this this idea that um can you hear me now
1: yeah i can hear you like the whole thing froze uh the last thing i heard was some denver fans
0: okay so some denver fans might disagree with me but i think I, I'm, I'm really interested in this community aspect because football and football and baseball are a little bit different and and the, there's a, a ton of history to when you think about like the cardinals specifically how long they've been around um you know we don't have like we we have a long history now but we we haven't always had that and we certainly don't have it in the same way that a lot of these these towns do but i'm curious and i'm and i'm putting a lot on your shoulders here but if you could speak to the st louis community in general and how that how sports plays such a huge role there because i don't think it plays the same role here especially not for anything other than the broncos and even that is like it's just a different feel as someone who lived in Missouri and has lived in Colorado. Like it is a different feel. And I, I know that Colorado fans aren't going to want to hear me say that, but it, it is different. So I, I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to that.
1: Yeah. So I think it's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say because I, I have a lot of fans or a lot of friends from, you know, from Kansas city that'll probably, if, if they listen to this, will give me some grief and, and all that stuff. And it's not even, to, it doesn't have to do with, you know, the best fans of baseball, because that, you know, that is what it is. It People will say that and fans will say that and the team will say that, but it really is a community thing. Like I grew up, I always grew up like having a Cardinals hat on. I always grew up playing, you know, when I would, you know, I was too little to go to school. I'd go to my grandma's and we'd have the game on the radio or watch the game. Or when the game was over, we'd go out and she would throw wiffle ball to me and we'd play wiffle ball and you know, grow up playing baseball. So I think a lot of it is just, just walking around the city and you go to a restaurant and I guarantee you a full restaurant, probably half the people have, a Cardinals jersey or a Cardinals hat or a blues jersey or something on. And it's always something, you know, like my uh, in-laws and, you know, Ellen's family, they're not huge sports fans or by any means, but they would always go to games just mm-hmm. for like the community atmosphere and uh, just to like hang out. They couldn't name 10 players to, at the game they were going to, but it was more like a family thing and going to the game and watching the game and just being at the, at the ballpark and hanging out with everybody. Um, so I, I, it's it's just kind of a, you know, I don't want to use this, use a corny phrase, but it's kind of literally just like a way of life. Like I grew up just watching games, going to games, playing games, going to the backyard and somebody pitching to me and pretending I was whoever and playing a full game and uh, wearing the hat and, you know, listening to the game on the radio with all the old same announcers that we've had for, for 30 years. And um, it's, yeah, it's really just kind of a way of life and growing up. And I think it's, you know, the blues are that way with some people too, but it's, and I know there's a lot of Blues fans that will probably argue against this, but it's 100% like this is always and probably always will be a Cardinals town and a baseball town Um, just for the way it's it's always been. It's been here forever. It's a whole community thing. You can walk up to somebody and whether they've watched the last 10 games or watched one game in the last 20, you can have a conversation about how the Cardinals are doing and you'll more than likely agree on the same points. Um, So, yeah, it's really just something that is kind of ingrained in, in when I was growing up. And I feel like that's kind of the way that everybody just kind of goes about it, whether you watch the games or you just go to the games to have a good time, or, you know, I'm sitting on the couch and Ellen's watching the game and she's on her phone, but she's like, you know, knows the players and knows what's happening. Um, I think it's just a whole different atmosphere when you grow up here.
0: Yeah. I, and I think you're hundred percent accurate on that. And I, you know, as you're talking, I'm also thinking, you know, I also recognize 160 games over the course of six months is different than 16 games over the course of five months. Like it is different. And I think that there is a piece of that. And that's not to say that there aren't football towns, right? We know that we know Green Bay, we know Buffalo, we know Cleveland, all places where that is their lifeblood too. And Denver, it's really weird because Denver's a very successful, especially in football, they're a very, very successful sports town. And yes, we still have a lot of Broncos stuff, but it is not that same community style. It just isn't. And um, I think even growing up it, um, you know, the Broncos, I, I said this with the Broncos and the Nuggets up until 93 until I was five years old were really the only game in town anyway. Um, but even then, I, I think maybe there was some of that before I was born or before like sports went as national as they are and as global as they are now. But yeah, I, I've never experienced something. Like I experienced in St. Louis, uh, I, I just think it's it's completely different. And and Todd uh, from the Offended podcast, also on the Anything But Credible Network, um, was talking about this a little bit um, when he was talking about the Blues recently. And 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 yeah, I think that even, but I think even Blues fans like that's still different than Avs fans. Like it just is. And I I don't know how to put my finger on it other than what you said. It's like it's a way of life. And I think that that's a fair point.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, like you've, you lived in St. Louis and lived in in cities around St. Louis and and all of that. So I think until you live here for an extended period of time or visit all the time or whatever, you don't, you just roll your eyes at that type of thing. And when we say it, but you know, when you live here or when you visit every week or every weekend, or you're coming from out of town and you actually see it and it's, yeah, you said it's just, it's nothing. You just can't really talk about it or feel it until you actually experience it or here.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. As we're winding uh, down, I just have a couple of uh, last questions for you. Uh, I'm curious if you could have your own bobblehead, um, and I always think of Dwight Schrute from The Office, so he gets his bobblehead, um, the the, the Schruteal head, if you will. Um, but I'm curious, what would yours look like? What would it include? You know, we're, we've talked about a lot of different aspects to bobbleheads. We talked about the the ones that you um, have liked the most, or or that that you know maybe some mean the most to you have some very specific points of their career like put onto the bobblehead like it's 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 definitely something that you could not you know you talked about the cardinals one some of them are just hey it's it's someone batting and you could do you know 30 of those and and go through them right but they're not maybe specific but some of these ones are very specific so i'm curious if you have your own bobblehead, what is it what does it look like what do you include whatever you got
1: yeah so i uh This this question, when you sent it to me as we were, you know, kind of talking about things before, I'm I'm really glad you gave me the outline a little bit before we recorded because this question just really got me thinking and it really made me excited. So I appreciate the question. Um the the couple the things that I came up with is cards hat, obviously, like we just talked about. I would have the just the regular like I like the blue hat and the red cardinal on it, red cardinal uh card no birds on the bat. Mm -hmm. And then I would go I, I, everybody that knows me or, you know, has seen me or anything always have a beard. So I would go with like a big beard and then anybody, of course, that listens to the podcast or knows me again, knows that I'm a Nick Cage fan. Um, so I would go with Ellen a couple of years ago, got me the many faces of Nick Cage shirt. Um, so surprised, angry, you know, all of those I would go with that. Just I am constantly wearing shorts. So I would just have like a pair of gym shorts on and then on my feet. Shoes, I would have uh a pair of so another thing eventually when we you know when you need somebody to fill in, the other thing I had a couple ideas when when we were when you asked me to come on. This one immediately came to mind. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. Next thing that came to mind was sneakers and shoes. Mm-hmm. Um so that within actually within the past year during the pandemic, I really got into shoes and sneaker culture. Um so I'd have a pair of Air Max 90s on, and then in the background, as like my thing that's going to set me apart is i would just have like sneaker boxes open and you could see the shoes and you know there'd just be sneakers kind of piled up looking you know organize them in a cool way um so that that would be what i would what i would do for mine is just cardinals nick cage and then shoes i feel like are the, are the three things that are going to set me apart and i think that would be a pretty cool bobblehead i might have to reach out to that guy that uh that makes custom ones and see if he can hook me up
0: Absolutely. And as someone who does know you and also uh, you know, follows you on Instagram, I would say that's a pretty good summation of <laughs> of your life um, uh, other than maybe Jack's would be the only other thing that you post a yeah. ton of. but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really awesome. Um, any suggestions, uh, I try to end, uh, all of these episodes with suggestions for people. If they're, if they're looking to getting into something like collecting specifically bobbleheads, but in general, like what are, what are ways that they can find bliss, um, from doing this? What, what are ways, what are ways that you've found that have maintained that bliss, that joy for you? Um, and, and how do others kind of put that into their own lives?
1: Yeah. So I would say, um, it's something that, you know, I think it stems from just the conversation we've had. I think it stems from growing up and being, making a family thing. And then eventually learning there was more going on with bobbleheads. Um, I actually counted the ones I have right now at the house and I have a total of 34, but I'm almost guaranteed. I have more at my parents' house. So I'm over 40 for sure. Probably. Um, but it's something that I, I would recommend checking out, you know, if you're a sports fan or you don't even have to be a sports fan. Like, FOCO does, like, superheroes. They do dogs. They do just a bunch of random stuff. And I can guarantee you if there is this many sports ones out there, some website is selling, you know, if you like reality TV, if you like the Kardashians, if you like, I don't know, whatever, you know, Sparks and Rec, The Office. I guarantee there, there are bobbleheads out there for you. Um, and it's just something cool. It's, it's really – a conversation starter you know i'll take a picture of the ones that i have or if i have somebody over I'll, I'll maybe pull a couple out or just leave the cabinet open and then when the person walks by they're like you know they, they take a look at them and they're you know it's just a conversation thing like oh you're you know you're a blues fan or you're a cards fan or you are you know like this person or that person um so i would definitely recommend checking out foco if you're interested in any sports ones or superheroes or just collectibles in general and then you know making sure that you're not some people like to collect stuff and then just put them away and not show them off. I think the coolest thing is kind of not that you're showing them off and being flamboyant, flamboyant about it, but just the conversation starter. And I think that's what, you know, this, this podcast and other podcasts on the network do so well is we've all connected on these random things and just have full conversations about them. And I think that's really, you know, it brings people together and they're fun, not super serious conversations that you, you know, that you need sometimes um, just to break the ice and get to know people better and I think that's really the biggest thing is collecting is cool, but the conversations you have and meeting people, that's the coolest part I think for me.
0: Well said. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Like that's something that I I've thought of as well with my own collecting specifically with jerseys, because one of the things that I've really liked, it's always been my plan. You talked about doing a little traveling and, and going and seeing games in other states and or other cities. And um, that's, it's always been my plan is like, the reason I have these is if I find myself randomly in Detroit one week, I'm going to go to a game, which is exactly what happened in 2019. I found myself in Detroit and I went to a lions game and I had my, um, you know, in Dominican Sioux lions Jersey, ready to go. Like, and, and I think that that's, it 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 does again breed part of that community it breeds those conversations um you know i've gone to sports bars wearing a random jersey and people will either be really excited or really angry that i've done that and it'll start those conversations as well um so yeah i think i I completely agree with you i think the conversations that come from it that's really where a lot of that um that joy comes for me as well um kyle as we're wrapping up here anything you want to (laughs) promote
1: yeah you know check out uh going off topic podcast with kyle fauché uh thomas like he said he's been on there quite a few times we're always going to get him on um usually dugan is our co-host We, you know we talk about just this thing of some random episodes um if you were stranded on a desert island would you want will smith movies or will smith music um i don't know alternate careers if Charlie Theron and oh, who was the other one? Jessica Alba, I think. If they switch careers, you know, what would the mu- what would the movie landscape look like? But, you know, check out Going Off Topic podcast. You can find us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But if you want to find everything, going off topic blog too. We got a lot of good stuff coming out there. Um the, the one stop shop though is is anythingbrecredible.com. You can get everything right then and there.
0: Absolutely. Same for What's Your Bliss, anythingbutcredible.com. You can find all of the links to our podcast and to all of the wonderful podcasts we have on the network. And also all of the um, links to Podcast Missouri, um, which I'm not a part of because I don't live in Missouri, but uh, still a big fan of all the work uh, that they're doing over there. Kyle, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for coming on Um, and uh, really excited to see where this uh, continues to go. And uh, it's really got me excited and I'm going to visit FOCO probably as soon as we hang up here. Um, But thanks for coming on.